Content warnings for this video game are listed in the podcast description. And I'll see you And you'll see me And I'll see you In the branches That blow In The breeze I'll see you I'll see you in the trees under the sycamore tree. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Safe Room Podcast, a survival horror game club podcast. I am Rose, and with me, as always, is Grace. Hello! How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good. I'm excited to talk about these two games that yeah. we did this, this month. Very happy to play two games and have it go fast. Yeah, faster than about it. any other games that we've played. <laughs> Not by that much, but, you know. This was like four and a half hours, and Silent Hills were like at least six. Yeah. So we're going to do we're gonna do Nanashi no Game first. Yeah. And then, and then after that, we'll take a music break, and then we'll do Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vamping um... as I pull up the information for Nanashi no Game. <laughs> It's uh Nashino game it, it means it's the nameless game or the game without a name or uh, or obnoxiously on the wrong side I pulled this from Nanashi no game move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like fuck off. How so? Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, it's a it is a DS game published by Square Enix from 2008 and it's about a cursed video game and downloading games onto your ds and getting killed by it yo what if your ds was haunted and that's the game yeah and you know it's pretty cool that part is pretty pretty fucking cool (laughs) (laughs) um go ahead sorry yeah no i was just gonna say what you said um there are two kind of um modes the game operates in um Mm -hmm. i guess three but one i guess three one is like a visual novel portion where you're holding your ds like a book um Mm -hmm. one is a first person segment where you're walking around environments um and exploring them and running away from ghosts uh and you're still holding your ds up like a book while you're doing that to get the uh the fov i guess Mm -hmm. um as wide as possible and then there is a 2d segment where you log into your fake ds um and receive emails from your uh definitely not shady professor (laughs) about about updates on ghosts um Uh, yeah the professor is so funny 
and then you have the game itself where which is a uh kind of 2d kind of dragon quest style jrpg where you're talking to people in a town and then as you as you keep playing the game gets spookier and staticky and the music becomes more distorted yeah um well there also uh, start to be more like you play something in the game and it's like you are you know the the place that you're in in the game is the same as the place you are in real life and it's the same layout and like stuff like that and then like mm-hmm. things that happen in the game affect what where you can go and what you can do in the other yeah cuz the whole the whole thing is if you you if you play or receive this game um you die a week later yeah it's then, the ring and then you eventually <laughs> end up in the game as you later uh come across your friends who have perished um Mm-hmm. And and some other random people, some of which were like, "Yeah, I kind of like this." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hanging out. <laughs> I'm just chilling. <laughs> um, and then that's the game. There's about like what seven locations total. Yes, yeah, it's just one location per day, basically. Yeah, and the yeah the game is structured by day, and you know different locations for different days, and then different story beats, and that's kind of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's um I mean basically you you team up with your professor to kind of get to the bottom of what the game is about. And I think we'll kind of because the levels are so closely tied to like plot beats, I think we'll just kind of summarize big plot stuff as or like little plot stuff as we go. But that's basically what the game is about. Is you're trying to get to the bottom of the curse and you're exploring all this stuff yeah. to do that. Um so when the game boots up you are just hanging out. Did you, okay, I actually I have a question. Did you play as a boy or a girl? Because this is a question. <laughs> I played as girl. Me too. Uh, the guide I read said it didn't impact the story, but it I, it doesn't seem to. Except that I think some of the gender the, there's like yeah. that part where you're like getting married, uh, mm-hmm. and I think the gender of who is trying to get you to get married is different. Stuff like that. And maybe mm-hmm. some of the stuff around. I mean, well, yeah, we'll talk about it. Because basically, you're hanging out with your with your bestie, Rico, whose boyfriend, Odaka, got the game seven days ago. And she's like, hey, can you check by his apartment and like make sure he's okay? And you go there, and he's not okay. He's fucking dead. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> um, and you kind of, you know, you explore his apartment, and it's like a little creepy, just a little... Um, yeah, I mean, that's sort of the thing. It's like the, there's kind of a, it's a little bit like Silent Hill in this way. That's just like, you go to a place and it's like a normal place, but it's like abandoned or sort of like, (laughs) and there's a bunch of doors that you can't open. Yes. Yeah. And you got to just figure out how to like navigate through that. Um, and so this first one is like mood setting. There's not any enemies or anything or ways to get got as there will be later right mm-hmm. um and then and then day two rico is like on the subway and all of a sudden you know things get dark and weird and she hears odaka's voice and tries to follow it and gets killed by the by the game by odaka's ghost um yeah. and there's some stuff about like she's like oh like you were in love with the player character actually and you know and didn't tell me and you know and like nothing 
occurred between the player character and Odaka, but it's sort of like a, you know, mm-hmm. drama about that. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I wonder what that is if you choose the other gender. Right. I mean, I guess it's, I, I imagine it's sort of a similar thing. It's just like, oh, I was actually in love with the oh, player sure. character. Right. Sure. Um, you know. Yeah, sure. And then Odaka's like, I'm, I'm killing you for revenge or whatever you know probably um something like that um yeah i mean i think that stuff is i mean the subway thing is good because it's just like you you walk through the train cars and there's like too many of them you know Mm. you're like i should have gotten to the end of the train by now and like you know um i will say though that the the format for the first person segments is a little weird because you i mean maybe this is because i played it on my 2ds which is quite long (laughs) Yeah, and so that's true. so I kind of had to like hold it in this weird way that kind of hurt my hand, and like luckily Same. the segments aren't too long, right? But I was like, oh, no, I was, this was, I was hurting by the end of the game to be yeah. honest with you. No, um, I think that's fair. I like and like I did. I was able to kind of like figure it out. And you played it on yeah. like a two DS XL, right? Or... Uh yeah, three DS, three DS XL. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, so and that's and that's pretty big too. You know, it's not, yeah. but you do maybe have a little bit more. But uh but yeah, my hand wasn't too bad, but there were definitely times where I was like, this is not the most comfortable <laughs> I've no. ever been playing a video game. <laughs> um Wait, do you have a 2DS or a 2DX XL? 2DS. Oh, so like the wedge? Yes, the wedge. I have the cheese wedge. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I was like kind of making an L shape with my hand and holding it like that and just holding that for too long. That actually sounds awful. Not... Yeah. That I mean, it wasn't, so you know, bad. I it was like not that painful, but I was uncomfortable and sometimes had to be like, all right, I got to stop for, you know, a few minutes. So and do yeah. some stretches. So my hand will be OK. No, same. I, uh, I yeah, I played on 3DS XL, which is probably considerably bigger than a normal ds um mm-hmm. i assume it'd be a little more comfier on an actual ds but it was fine ish it was fine yeah. the thing is with the horizontal sort of look it's, it's better for just like visual novel stuff and not walking yeah. first person well stuff. that's also the thing is like it's you move with the stylus. You like point the at the stylus. center of the screen. But then but to then, run, you have yes. to do the D-pad and the stylus. Right. And that is the thing that I'm like, I hate. This. Yeah. So I ended up using the circle pad because that was closer to my hand. And so I didn't have yes. to stretch. Right. And then that helped a lot once I sort of was like, okay. Um, that did not help a lot know. for me because they're <laughs> right next to each other. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, just just a different configuration, on uh, on your thing. So, ugh. um, yeah, and so that stuff is like I don't know. It's a little it's a little clumsy, but I do think I mean this is kind of the the hospital. So basically, you go to the professor, and the professor's like, "Oh, I'm just very interested in this because I'm a professor, professor, <laughs> and I have no motivations otherwise." And <laughs> he's also like, and he also like. And he's also like, yeah, I also, um, you know, I have connections with the cops for some reason. <laughs> yeah. They just, like, like his... let him in and do shit. Yeah, well, he's like an IT guy, or like, you know, some, like, information technology kind of 
thing, I guess. I don't... So, I guess I could see the connection there, but it is odd. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you, you've, like, you figure out, like, the location from which you all downloaded the file is, like, this abandoned hospital. And so, you go, and you're just trying to find any relevant information. Um... And then in the game, you know, so you as you're moving to the hospital, you keep getting like download notifications mm-hmm. for the video game, and you meet uh, Rico, who is like, "It's all your fault that I'm dead," and her ghost shows up and tries to eat you, and stuff. Yep. Um, and I think, uh, I mean, I think first the game stuff is good because it's such a familiar language, like it's just yes. yeah, it's like Dragon Quest stuff, um, yep. and that it's just like it's weird, and so that's like it's just very. Um, you know, it's like an easy horror trick, right? Yeah. <laughs> to be like, here's this something familiar with and that you have all these expectations around and here's like how we're going to like, you know, do something with that, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it's totally I like, effective. I like, I like the song a lot. The song yeah, the song is, is good. Is really good. That's true. Yeah. All the game soundtrack stuff is, I think, pretty cool. Yep. Um, and... Uh, yeah, and I also think, so, in the hospitals where you have this first kind of moment where... Because basically you go and you find the file and you're like, oh, there was this game developer who was in mm. this hospital, right, uh, for some reason. And so... And then that's when uh, the ghost shows up and you well, have to basically, it, like... Hmm? I thought it was, I thought it was like, the, the messages oh, from right. the game are transmitted from the hospital. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, and then from there you find the name of the developer, which is Urasoft. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, because you go there because messages are being transmitted from there, and then you yeah. run into ghosts. Right. Who Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Uh, and the guy's like, "Hey, can you go to this hospital alone for me?" <laughs> Yeah, he, well, it keeps the whole game is is you being like totally chill, going to like obviously haunted <laughs> places with yes. no so like nothing like you're just it's chill. And, and, yeah, and your uh, and your professor who is a grown ass adult and has <laughs> connections to the cops is just like so you're cool with going right? And he just emails you useless shit constantly. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. Um, I will I thought this level, the hospital, there's this part basically where the ghost shows up and then you have to like run back through the level yep. with the ghost behind you. And there's, you know, there's no combat in this game. So you, you just have to like know the layout. And I thought that was such a smart, like you go through the area first and it's like creepy. And then you have to go back through it with all that recontextualized and you have to just move quickly and like know where things are. So you don't get like tripped up. Um, mm-hmm. and there's like, I mean, again, it's, it's really awkward. Like I, it's not like perfect, but I thought that was such a smart utilization of like the basic tools, you mm-hmm. know? And it's really, it's pretty scary. Like, you know, at least at, once you start, before you sort of get the hang of it, it's like, Oh shit. Like this guy's going to eat me. And if I get eaten, then I have to like do all this shit again. And my hand hurts. <laughs> and, <laughs> <you know? laughs> and so there's like, it does have this kind of like pressure cooker, thing you know but i thought it was pretty nice yeah um, um there's that one part i think it's in the hospital where you have mm-hmm. to like where you like see a ghost and you have to go back in the previous room yes and then pull out your ds and then wait for the static to go away yeah uh, and then they don't do that mechanic ever again <laughs> no i think i did 
I was like heard a ghostly voice or something and then pulled it up and the because there's a screen with the bench that shows up over and over again and that becomes important later right um and so and it didn't see any static so i was like oh there's not a ghost here um but that was Mm -hmm. like the one time that came in handy i really thought there was going to be more stuff there um, yeah that's the i needed a guide for that part because i was like i don't know what to do and then you just need to pull out the game mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> to get rid of that ghost um yeah and then you go to uh the developer's office which is conveniently in a spooky mall <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know uh and basically you go there and you find you know this oh because th- that's also cool because like the professor calls in and it's like oh you have an appointment and then you get yep. there, like, nobody's here, mm-hmm. right? Like, that stuff is cool. Um, yep. Like, that's an instance where he's not just setting you into a death trap. He's just like, yeah, you just go to the mall, and there's, like, you know, there's a, yeah, <laughs> the just, game uh, dev is go... there. And then, and then you know? meanwhile, like, it's on floor four, and each floor has a separate ghost that's trying to kill you. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> and then um, the guy's like, I, they'll be there for your appointment. <laughs> yeah um so you go there and the it turns out the company has gone bankrupt you know and uh you find some like paperwork about like who was working on the game right and that's you know um you find a memo that's like hey i'm i wrote this part i wrote this music part for the game isn't it cool i'm like (laughs) yeah it's pretty cool (laughs) well also when you meet there's like you might be in this part i don't at some point, you, like, talk to all the developers who are dead and inside the game. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, composer's yeah. just like, now I can listen to this song forever. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> just enjoying my music. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, is this also... I'm trying to remember, like, what happens in the game. In This, this is... is this, uh, is this like the wedding sequence stuff? That might be later. Okay. Um. No, I think it is because the next one is then the like household stuff that is like the crux of the plot of the game. Um, yeah. Right. So I think it is. It's like you go and there's like a special place for people to get married. But then like the bride dies and you wake up and there's this man trying to get you to marry him. And you have to like dodge him around the you have to like navigate you you have to like memorize his route basically and so you can like move around it and get outside of the town before he gets you yeah um, I, maybe this is earlier but this might be earlier yeah i, I think, think you it's talk after this yeah i think you talk to developers in this one mm. yeah by the way we glazed over the fact that there's a 2d sequence where you have to run away from a guy yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, that's, like, one of the first, like, and, yeah, the thing is the the game kind of drops this. Yeah. But, like, the first bit of the game is kind of about, like, heterosexuality is rough, man. Like, you know, because you're just, like, oh, you're, you like, you have this girlfriend who's, like, chill with you, but actually she's, like, harping all the secret jealousy. And there's all this, like, mm-hmm. weird navigating that stuff. And then there's, like, this whole sequence where it's, like, marriage is this like dread you know this thing that like someone is trying to coerce you into and like you know in this like violent way um you know and you have to like restart the section of the game every time the guy gets you and stuff and so it's like and then Mm -hmm. the game's not really about that at all uh but (laughs) but i thought that was sort of interesting like thread 
of it. And especially since it's like, I mean, this is again, this is like Silent Hill as well, just in that it's like you're going to all these kind of domestic or like normal places, you know, relatively speaking, that are then, you know, this is horror, I guess, generally, but, you know, Mm -hmm. that's part of it. Um, So then you go to a house, which is where um, the. Oh, sorry. Uh, The 2D segment for the hospital. Sorry, the spooky mall mm-hmm. is. I think it's the one of the first times where you see your your lady friend, and she oh, is right. jealous at you. Yes, and she's like, "This is all your fault." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because right, it is that sequence because there's all the statues. Yep. In a row, right? Yep. Okay. And then you like talk to each one, and some of them are like developers or. Whatever. I love this. And then... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, i'm having a great time i'm glad i played the game honestly this is chill <laughs> that one cracked me the fuck up i love that <laughs> yeah um yeah okay that's right and it's i also think it's good when you talk to rico and then she's like she just keeps saying it's all your fault it's all your fault and the game gets like more staticky and then it like mm-hmm. cuts right yeah that's pretty cool i also like the way when you're playing the 2D games, just the way the game like garbles the, the sprites in the background mm-hmm. as yeah. a way to like make it appear staticky, I like that. That was a good. Yeah, change. oh, it's really cool. Um, so yeah, then you go to this house where uh, Ikuta, who's the game's creative director, lives, and um, basically. Oh, I should the... mention. We should mention, mm. by the way, uh, there's one specific memo. I guess a couple in the uh, game developer segment right. that alludes to like labor practice stuff. Oh um, yes, okay, yeah, and, and that'll come up later. Yeah, well, I mean, it's about to come up right now. So yeah. basically, you explore the house, and at a certain point, the game activates, and you're playing as like Akuta's daughter, and it's mm-hmm. in this like sprite version, you know, the mm-hmm. sort of like two D version of the house. And you, um, basically, you're, like, your dad works all these late nights. He's never around, right? And it's because he's, like, working at this game company, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and then your mom gets murdered <laughs> by one of the other developers for kind of unclear reasons. Like, I don't really know why this guy does this. Um, but he's got and, cool shades while he's doing it. Yeah. Well, it's good when you, like, it's it's really cool when, like, the sprite leaves the house, right? And then you come back and you play as the little girl. And, like, the screen, the, like, frame of view is a little bit lower. through, mm-hmm. And you're moving through all the same rooms. And then you walk into the room that your character is in right now. And there's this guy there who's covered in blood and stuff. Like, you know, it's creepy. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's basically like you know. Okay, so you're starting to figure out this is the reason for the curse is that her dad was never around and he was working on this game, and so she like cursed it and is like killing and anybody who is involved with or like plays the game gets, you know, got by this curse, mm-hmm. um, because she like her dad wasn't around and my mom died because of this and yada yada yada. So it's like yeah. the game is about crunch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then you have to run away from uh, your mother's killer, or I guess yeah, you're playing as a daughter. You have to run away from the killer. Yeah, um, in probably the least forgiving chase sequence in the game. Well, because you each time you enter the room, he's there already. 
Yep. Yeah. So it's like pretty. Did you die a lot in this segment? I don't think I, I died. I did. I did a couple times. Um, the game is, for, to, to its credit, pretty pretty mindful that you're playing on a Nintendo DS <laughs> for what it is. Yeah. Uh, it gives you some time to turn and move and stuff. Um, right. But I I did die a couple times of that because there yeah. are ones where he's just very close to the door. Um, yes. Yeah. The first time I didn't realize that I had to run, I thought it was still in a cutscene, and he just killed me. <laughs> oh no. Um. Yeah. But yeah, this is the one where I pretty much I died the most for sure. Yeah, I died a bunch generally. Um. But. I died once in the hospital because I was trying to open a door that I couldn't open. Oh, yeah. But I couldn't, like, back out of the prompt because if you click on the D-pad again, it just does the prompt again. Oh, no. And so I I kept being like, why isn't it exiting, exiting out of the prompt? And then the fucking ghost came up behind me and killed me. Oh. <laughs> it was pretty <yeah>. good. <laughs> wow. There you go. Man. It's a pretty silly game, you know? <laughs> um but yeah so then you then you're like oh the um the daughter um is like was you know staying in this hotel yeah she is she escapes out the window and then yeah goes to a hotel Mm -hmm. and um and you go there just trying to figure out like Oh, also, when you're in the house, sorry, this is important, I forgot, you find the dad, you find Bakuta, and he's just, like, kind of out of it. Yep, Um, he's hiding in the closet. Yeah. Um, So it's important important that he's he's alive, he's around. Um, Anyway, so you go to the hospital, uh, your professor continues to be, like, normal. And it's like, I'm so late. Also, okay, the thing that drives me nuts about when you go to the hotel, sorry, the hotel, is that you just start the level and you're just walking through this tunnel. And I'm like, do you not have a car? Or like, a? <laughs> did the tra- is there like a train? Like, there's you, and you walk by a bus stop. And I'm like, why didn't you just take the bus to the bus stop? What is like, <laughs> I, you know, I know why. Oh, I do think it's cool when you're on the way to the hotel on the road and you see that light in the distance. And you're like, what's that light? And you go up, and it's just this, like, mannequin of a, like, traffic officer, like, holding a <laughs> a beacon, you know? And there's, like, a little barrier up that just says, like, these mannequins and stuff. That's cute. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, basically, you go to the hotel, and you find uh, the daughter's Asashi's dead body, Asahi. And, um... oh, there's also a cool part where, like you are trapped by a ghost and then the professor shows up in the video game and blocks him off like his little yes and then you can like walk around and escape um like that's and so that that that's the reveal that the professor's been playing the game this whole time or has has access to the game yeah he has access she received the game but didn't play it because yeah because you have the game and he was like well I, I'm a professor, so I just want to observe what happens if I don't play it. It's very funny that I think it's, like, before this. Because kind of in between each day, you, like, go back to the professor. And he's like, here's what I've learned. And, like, here's the next place you should go. 
and him being like, I'm just curious what would happen if someone had the game but didn't play it. I wonder, do you have any ideas? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so then you, you leave the hotel and you're supposed to go meet him out there, but he's a ghost now because he's dead, so you have to run away from him. And you go to the lighthouse, which is the final level. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and you find out that she um, committed suicide jumping off the top of the lighthouse. And and this is also the cliff. You know, the, there's a cliff nearby that's like the cliff that keeps showing up in the game. And basically, you... Again, there's like three minutes, and so you have to run through this little environment and like talk to these statues and embrace the ghosts that are in in, in, them. in a segment that the game does not explain at all. No, well, that's also yeah, because I I had to look this up. I mean, you know, I had to walk through up for a bunch of the game, um, but this was also because it's like very counterintuitive because the whole game it's like if a ghost touches you, you're dead, like you're gone. Yes. And yes. so this part where it's like now you have to touch the ghosts yes. was very like. Okay. I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> and the only instruction you get is like, it's about to be dusk. And I'm like, okay. And then the timer shows up and I'm like, okay. Okay. Ah. <laughs> yeah. No, what it's do I do? <laughs> and it is just like a path. Like there is just like a, there's not a lot of, there's not, it's not like a maze or anything. Right. No. But, uh, but what I yeah, did, did do was run tries. down to the bottom of the path and was like, Okay, now what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yes, that's what you would do, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, so basically, when you do this, you, like, give all the spirits, like, peace. And yeah. then... Um, they they all exposit dialogue about the, the, the game. Yeah, and they're like, I... You know what? I forgive you for wanting to suck my boyfriend's dick or i i love you know whatever just like even um the murderer the mom the murderer, murderer sort of oh beat, my god where it's like i this is just, okay. i don't know this is a part of the game where everybody is like he was just he was just crunching and just making the game because he was he loves his daughter and he was making the game for his daughter. Well, yeah, there's sort of a weird, like the timeline on some of this is a little fuzzy because it's like the mom dies and then it's like, you know, she's living with him for some period of time. And he's like, I want to make this game to show her how much I love her, which means I'm not like around at all. Like it's very, cause this is the only way I can like express this or something. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah, and so everybody's like, we got to We got to tell her. We got to tell her that he actually was away because he loved her. Yeah. And and then you get to the killer, the dude who fucking killed a human being. And he was like, yeah, I guess I was kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and, you like know, a... we had to we had to do long hours. And, you know, I guess I guess I was just jealous of what this guy had. Right. (laughs) Throwing my DS across the screen. Across (laughs) the room. Just like, no. Yeah, it's just kind of hard to like... I mean, I think this is like the... I mean, we'll kind of get into it. I think this is the ultimate weakness of the game. Is that the like thematic stuff is so flat. And kind of like tepid. And obviously really silly. 
Um, whereas like a lot of the formal tricks are so clever, you know, like that's really the thing that kind of sustains you through it. Right. Is that it's like the interplay between the game and the like first person segments and the sort of like, I like literally like shouted, yes, the first time, like the DS menu screen shows up, which is just like an exact replication of the, uh, you know, the DS members menu screen. Um, Although you can get emails. I don't think you could get emails on your D- Nintendo DS. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so that I just thought that stuff was, like, great. I thought that was amazing. Uh, and that's, like, that's sort of the thing that sustains you, where it's, like, all the story stuff is, like, um, pretty thinly written. And this whole last segment is just kind of, like, okay, yeah, like. Anyway, so then um, the dad shows up and... He's like, I really made the game because I love you. And she's like, okay, cool. Let's, I can go to heaven now. (laughs) And and he's like, "Uh, well, I have to live with all the things that I've done, but I guess it's cool that my daughter has rest now. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, I'm going to complete the game to, to make amends to the way I treated my family. (laughs) Just a solution to everything. It's been like yeah. I'm gonna make this game. The way the way that the daughter is just like, yeah, I. Fr-. She's like, I'm not, I'm never gonna forgive him, and then he shows up. And she's like, <laughs> okay, I forgive. Okay, you. I forgive you. Well, I mean, there are there are two endings. Uh, they're not they're not that different. No, because all one that is, happens. One adds like a CG cutscene of her floating away or whatever. Yes, and then you get an email from her where she's like, thanks. Thank you. You get then uh, the way you get this is like picking up random items in the two D segments. Yeah, and there's it's like a little that stuff is also kind of like because there's some memos in the developer office that are like, what if we had these items in the game? We put them in like specific places. But if you know if you're playing it without a guide, it's I think it would be maybe not tough because you could just find them coincidentally. It's not if you're looking around, but it's also like. You can't go back and get stuff, right? So it's like if you accidentally trigger the thing that ends the segment before you got the item, then it's like you're kind of you have to would have to restart the day to mm-hmm. to get it, which is you know whatever. Yeah, so it adds a CG cutscene. Their curse has been broken. Then the bad ending is like it implies that you've sent the curse on to somebody else, so that the game is still continuing to do its work. Mm-hmm. um yeah yeah also oh well do you want to reveal this about the soundtrack oh yeah it was composed by uh soken the final fantasy 14 composer yeah which is like me playing this game i'm like oh this this uh this fake final fantasy song is pretty good (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like oh okay it's it's just a, a guy who makes final fantasy music yeah um also this even game has... even though the like okay. fake composer in this game definitely reads as a um fuck name uh the umatsu or sorry yoko shimamura i definitely mm-hmm. read it as a yoko shimamura stand-in because mm-hmm. she's also like the only woman on the oh right game. yes yeah <laughs> so it's just like all right who at square enix is <laughs> a woman <laughs> you know yeah 
Um, yeah. Um, that's the game. I don't know if I have a lot else to say about. Yeah, that. well, that's the thing is, it's kind of. A, I I really just think it's like the, you know, if you're like listening to this podcast and didn't play it, and you're like, should I play this? I guess I would say like, if that formal stuff sounds interesting to you and you think you would get something out of that, definitely, hundred yeah. percent. If you're not interested in that, do not bother. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, and also there's like LPs of it, right? So if you just want to get a taste of it and see like mm. how does this work exactly outside of like an audio format, you could definitely do that. It's cool. Like I think it's an interesting object, and I'm glad we played it. And I think it's also like I'm glad we played both these games after the room, mm-hmm. um, because I feel like they are playing in a similar kind of space, right? Um, there's For obviously sure. kind of a, like a found footagey element to this game, especially since like Ring is obviously a touch, you know, a touchstone. Yeah. For this, um, and also so. like the room, it definitely feels ahead of its time in the mm-hmm. format. Um, definitely, definitely yeah. called the shot of like games are gonna be about evading ghosts in first person. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What it has, it does the like. Um, I forget what the Amnesia developers are but it does that thing where it's like you don't have any tools to fight the monsters against it's just about like your mastery of the environment that yeah, helps you sure. evade them right um, yeah and i think that stuff is like that stuff is well drawn even though it's a little clumsy and does get like there's just not a lot there's not that much to it right and mm-hmm. so like after you play the hospital you do kind of have a sense of like what the rest of the game is going to look like and be um yeah you know and so I think it just depends on like how far that stuff is going to go for you in terms of your enjoyment. But I think it's a really, it's a really interesting object. And I think it's something that like, it also, I think it looks great. Like the, yeah. the, I mean, the weak spot is I think the visual novel art stuff, um, mm-hmm. which is just kind of like, here's a, here's like a kind of odd looking anime man who's telling mm-hmm. you about how it's, it's plausible that this is a ghost actually, mm-hmm. you know, uh and then but the like yeah but the like the first person segments are really nice you know um Mm -hmm. i guess i will also we didn't really talk about this that there's a lot of jump scares in this game Mm -hmm. um and most of them kind of fell flat for me (laughs) yeah because it's just like generic ghost base you know yeah it's like here's a guy yeah whatever and you know it's fine um yeah, I think that's all I have to say about it. Have you got anything else on this? Um, yeah, I just I had a lot of fun with it. The meta layer of it is really fun. Just the mm-hmm. first time that <laughs> that that you fucking the character pulls out their DS and it's just a DS interface. Yeah, it's good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested in. So there's actually a bunch of sequels. There was like a iPhone game. There are two DSiWare titles apparently. Um, but the sequel is, is called, um, so Anashi no Game Me, so Nameless Game I, right? And, uh, there's two cursed games, an RPG and a platformer, and then, like, the title refers to the protagonist's left eye represented by the left screen of the DS, which, when held sideways, allows the player to see things hidden by the curse. That's cool. <laughs> that's That's pretty cool so i think it's like it's games like this are like it's just neat to have and i think such like having a ds which is such a weird object i guess and like seeing Mm -hmm. people play around with like what you can do with this particular kind of thing 
and i feel like that's also rare these days where it's like this the what how games work has been kind of standardized across devices um which you know is good in some ways and bad in others um Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah uh well we'll take a little music break and then we'll talk about um anatomy this is the keyboard that all the major themes were created for Twin Peaks. It's an old Fender Rhodes and um, kind of beat up. And David would sit right over here, right to the right of me, and we would put a little cassette just about over here on this keyboard, just keep it in record and just keep it playing. David would sit here and I'd say, well, what do you see, David? What is, just talk to me. And David would say, okay, Angelo, we're in a dark woods now. And there's a soft wind blowing through some sycamore trees. And uh, there's there's a moon out, and there's some animal sounds in the background. And and you can hear the hoot of an owl. And you're in the dark woods. You know, just, just get me into that beautiful darkness with the soft wind and I started playing and David would say Angelo that's great I love that that's a good mood but can you play it slower and I'd say slower David okay and I'd go That's it. That's a good tempo. Just keep it going slow like that. Just keep that going for a while. And in David's mind, you can you can just see that he was visualizing the description that he envisioned. Then he would say Okay, Angelo, now we got to make a change because from behind a tree in the back of the woods, there's this very lonely girl. Her name is Laura Palmer. And it's very sad, but get something that matches her. And, and, I, and I just segued into this. towards the camera and she's coming closer. Just keep building it. Just keep building it. And she's getting close. Now reach some kind of climax. And I would go, and he said, oh, that's it. Oh, that's so beautiful. Angelo, oh, that's tearing my heart out. I love that. Just keep that going. Now she's starting to leave, to fall down. Keep falling, keep falling, keep falling. Now go back into the dark woods. That's it. Keep going. Just keep it going. Very quiet and mysterious. 
David got up and he gave me a big hug. He said, Angelo, that's Twin Peaks. I said, okay, David, I'll go home and I'll work on it. He said, Angelo, don't do a thing and don't change a signal note. I see Twin Peaks. All right, so we're back and we're talking about uh, Anatomy, which is a, uh, when did this come out? 2014? 16. 16? Yes. Uh, The mid-2010s, it's it's like a blob. Uh, Um, uh, But you look up anatomy and it's a bunch of like games crit from 2016. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a kill screen quote that's on the the fucking itch page. Yeah, the itch page is definitely a, 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 a screenshot in time. We got yeah. fucking Zam.com over here. Yeah. <laughs> like... Oh, God. Yeah. R.I.P. Cool <laughs> Ghosts also. Yeah. Um, which was a, it's a video game channel from the Shut Up and Sit Down people that had like a cool, a good run. And there's all that stuff is still up on YouTube, but uh, they just don't have a website anymore. Does Zam go anywhere? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, we're. It's fine. This is great. I'm thankful <laughs> for this page. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, by Kitty Horror Show, who does kind of you know first person horror games, uh, and still is still active. And releases stuff regularly. Uh, I think she has a Patreon where you can donate and you get stuff as they get developed and come out. Um, and then you can also download stuff later. Um, so I'd actually like to catch up. There's like a whole bunch of stuff that I haven't really touched. Um, yeah. I didn't realize it was still active. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I, I looked up, I was looking at the Patreon before we recorded and i think the last post was in october october 2nd of this year damn yeah so cool you know like fairly regularly um okay i i saw that she wasn't active on twitter which is fair yeah assume but assume that meant that she wasn't making stuff but yeah that is good that is good to hear um which, if you're meeting all your Patreon goals, why even bother, right? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> you I mean, know, yeah, like she's making like a, a grand five hundred dollars on Patreon every month. Like, yeah, you can just fuck off. Like, if I had just like a thing. good, if I had a good stable following and didn't need to be on Twitter <laughs> as an artist, fuck yeah, get off yeah. that shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. Um. <sighs> But yeah, this is a this is a horror game. It's about exploring a a bear house and getting cassette tapes and listening to the things that they say. Not not like not like an ant like the house is abandoned. Yes. It's not like well, a it's bear also, house. Well, yes, there's there's <laughs> furniture and stuff, but it is kind of like it's very flat looking all you know you know what i mean like it's very sort of like stretched out and like like i feel like a lot of homes can get really like busy and cluttered and this is like so austere there's like mm-hmm. so little that is not everything in the room there's like a table you know and, and chairs in the dining room 
and like a cabinet but that's it there's like yeah. no, there's no like pens on the table or anything like that right it's very sort of and part of that is sort of the kind of lo-fi look of it but i do feel like that sheerness is part of the yes for sure aesthetic level so that's what i meant by bear not as in like it has been you know nobody's there's no items there right oh i was just thinking of like an actual like a bear like an animal bear oh right <laughs> That's I'm sure it's you know <laughs> homophones or whatever they're called I'm gonna get you. Um, yeah, and basically it's kind of the the first segment, and you know you basically do this repeated times um, and get like multiple endings kind of. Um, each time you open the game, it it you know does sort of a similar thing, but it's a little different. And the first round of it is you're listening to this like. It's not really known like who this is or what the voice is. This Very is voice. professor sounding. Yes, know? yeah. Um, like just talking about like the house as sort of a body, metaphorically, and how that like relates to the human psyche. Um, and then you know, the house has a will of its own, and that's you know, or seems to, and that's sort of the implicit thing that you're you're kind of delving deeper into this like house that has its own psychology and own motivations that you're trying to like yes. tap into in some way mm -hmm. as just like the metaphor for the human body and yeah etc each each room has a function and you know do you go to each you, you collect these tapes and you know each at the end of each tape is like you know it'll bring up like the bathroom as a function of you know taking a dog <laughs> or, <laughs> yes, or yeah. you know the basement as like the dark darker secrets of yeah the, the subconscious human psyche. Yeah, yeah yeah um and then and then the game will say the next tape is here yeah well it, then, i yeah. really love the phrasing of it that it's like there is a tape in the master bedroom mm -hmm. right like that's sort of like certainty and like that kind of like I, I don't know. There's something that's deeply creepy about that to me, because especially <laughs> since it's like not clear what that's supposed to, what that text like represents in game terms, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like you just know that there's a tape in the house again, and it also yeah. gives you that sensation of like I was there earlier, or like the door was locked, and now right. it's unlocked, and I can go mm -hmm. in, and there's a tape there, right? This sort of like something is up in the house that is oh. that I am not controlling, right? All the the, uh, the part later in the game where it just says all the doors are unlocked. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> God. Yeah. Well, I love that, and it's also so cool the way it kind of like tutorializes you into like understanding the rhythm. Because like yeah. by the third time, it's like you're getting the cassette tapes, and they're all kind of in the same order that you did it yeah. before, and yep. you just like know how to do it. You have, you know yeah, that you just have to intuit where it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that stuff is like it's really smart. Um, yeah yeah um, um i also think yeah oh go ahead yeah you first oh, i was just gonna say i think this is for my money the scariest game that we've played or at least yes. it's the one that freaked me out the most um yes which is like nothing really happens in the game but it's no. still like and part of it is also like the house is so empty but also like your draw distance is like zero. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you like go to so, the basement and you barely see any of the fucking room. Yeah. Well, I love that. You know? Yeah. Well, I love that. Like, cause there's that line where 
the professor voice is like talking about like looking into the basement and seeing nothing you know yeah. and then you go to and you just look down the stairs and there's just blackness there's just nothing down yeah. there right yeah. and so like and i think that's also the thing is like this is a game like a lot of games are about exploring a space and getting an audio log you know but yeah. there is such a like rich interplay between those things in this yep Mm-hmm. That, like, it it just draws a lot more out of that space than a lot of, I think, similar kinds of games do. For sure. Um, um, but, yeah, as the game progresses, it gets more fucked up as you... Yes, yeah. You think. <laughs> uh, I, I love... This is definitely one of, the, one of these games that just uses, you know, <laughs> crash the desktop. Yes, as but a, it's so as good. A method for for delivering yeah. scares. The first one is like when you go to the master bedroom, um, and the and end of the, the tape, tape recorder on the wall. They recorded on is, the wall, and yeah. the last thing it says about is like about like the house eating you or something. And the well, game it's just um, like, yeah. it's so good because it's like the bedroom is a mouth, right? Yes. That's really, and it's like the place that because it's the place in the house that can most betray you, and it's like because you know you're asleep, you're unconscious in it. It's this place. Anyway, it's so... And then it's like, you know, it's a mouth and it, and it can close yeah. on you. And then the game cr- hard crashes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, yeah, it's just really... It like, is. it's direct, right? But it's so artful. Um, uh, uh, yeah. And that's sort of the thing is, yeah. And, and you have to, like, you know, you reopen the game and it starts, you know, sometimes from the same place right you like open it's the same shot and you're doing the same thing but now the tapes are distorted or stuff in you know the house sorry i have to mm. i have to read i just have to read it go ahead <laughs> it is here that the house is most likely to betray us it is here that we place ourselves uh, most at the house's mercy and spend each night hoping that it will not bite down yes crash crash to desktop it's so oh, good it's really good yeah. <laughs> oh anyway, yeah it's sorry just freaky. I interrupted. <laughs> oh no you're good it's worth i think it is worth and i think that's the thing is just the way that like each audio thing feels so again like in you know interplaying with the stuff you're doing in the space right that it's mm-hmm. not because it's sort of like when you put on an audio log in like bioshock it's like oh i'm listening to a podcast <laughs> basically mm-hmm. right and i'm like walking around and it's like kind of related to what's happening you know but not like super um directly and this stuff just has this like really like it is assuming you're listening to the tape and you're in this place and there's also such a physicality to it that you put the tape into the thing and you hear it winding and then if you like move away from it you can't hear it you know and stuff like that i think just gives it this presence that is so nice you know Uh, and scary Mm -hmm. um Yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of the that's sort of the progression. I I really like also just the like, um, you know, eventually things start like flickering in and out, mm-hmm. or you'll find tapes like floating in the air, mm-hmm. things like that, right? Um, the second one yeah. where you go to the basement and the game shuts off. Oh my god! Yeah, is Ugh. this? Yeah. Ugh. Well, I really like when. Um, the like 
yeah, just the last, because basically, you know, the house gets, like, more and more fucked up. Yep. And there's one point you have to go down into the basement. I think this is the third time you open the game. Um, and you go down into the basement, and all of a sudden, like, all this, this like, these veins are, like, light. Yeah. Like, almost lightning shows up. And the voice from the tape recorder. And this is also one of the cool things is I love the ambiguity Mm-hmm. of the voice and i think this is also such a video it, it like leans into the sort of video gaminess of it because the narrative is so not literal mm-hmm. right like i was almost like imagining like the like that i don't mean this entirely derisively but like the a24 version of this where it's like about a woman living in a house who like records <laughs> things but then starts finding tapes that she didn't record or like whatever right there's sort of a more literal story to it and i think the way that it deliberately eschews that right that it's just like you are in this house you're an intruder right and that stuff is so like it's just really cool and it's really evocative right um there's that part in the second uh time you play it where there's like the story of the man like she pushes the man down the stairs and then hears the house eating it. oh my god yeah yeah and feels the teeth in you know so there's sort of like yeah. is is this person the house is is she was she someone else and then became the house right mm-hmm. that kind of stuff um, yeah you know um yep. and then but yeah. yeah the part with the veins where yeah the yeah. voice comes in and just tells you like you know your your purpose was to listen and i don't <laughs> each time yeah. you've just like been poking and prodding um, right it's and, really good. Yeah, and, like, every, every room is a mouth, right? Yeah. And then you, like, almost hear the house, like, starting to creak in on you, and it cuts again. Like, that is just, yeah. like, yeah. Is that where the teeth start spawning? Or is that later? Oh, I don't I don't know. There's exactly. a part where teeth, like, you're in a room and teeth start yeah. showing up. Oof. You know. Yeah, there's the there is like the first time you're in. I also love how the art on the wall changes depending on what the text <laughs> is talking about. Because the first time you go into the master bedroom where it talks about the you know bedroom being a mouth and stuff, it has all these like teeth like dental diagrams on yeah. the walls and stuff. And then the next time you go in, it's sort of like, you know, it's art of like a little gremlin guy, <laughs> on, you know, like sitting on, which is like a genre of like romantic painting. There's like a few goyas that do this right, where it's like a little little gremlin sitting on some a sleeping gal you know <laughs> yeah um, yeah um those uh the tapes you you can listen to in one of the bedrooms mm-hmm. where the first time it's like a prayer oh very yeah. like distorted and fucked up <laughs> and then it shuts off and then like the second time it's like a looping scream that never stops. Yeah, that never stops. Uh, oh. And you hear it well, from the other rooms. Yes, it's so good. The like, because because you know, because that's how every the game the progression the game works, right? Is that you listen to a tape and then it stops, and sometimes it is just like noise or mm. like gibberish, and you can't understand it, right? And so the first, when you put that tape in, you're like, okay, this is screaming and this is upsetting, but it's gonna stop in like five or six seconds, right? And I move on and get the next thing. And it just <laughs> and doesn't. It doesn't it just... stop. And in fact, I'm sure you don't have to put the tape in. Like, that's optional. <laughs> you know? Like, it's, no. it's just, yeah. That I, stuff is no, I, I don't think it's even a tape. It's just a recorder that you hit oh, yeah. in the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it wasn't until, like, way too late 
that I was like, oh, it's just not going to stop. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this game just really, I was, I was kind of, I was wondering if, because um, I played this, uh, I don't know, when did I play this? I think I assumed it was a little bit, like 2019, maybe. Um, and basically, I was like, start, I, I think I had like come out on Twitter like two months before. <laughs> I played it. <laughs> and so I was, you know, I basically, I wrote a thing about it at the time that I reread and I think is, is fine um, about the game being about like dysphoria and kind of like yeah. the idea that like your, you know, your body is something that is unchanging or sort of has a will of its own that you can't like dictate and that it's going to like eat you, <laughs> right? Or sort of consume the, the thing that is you in some way. Um, mm. But that it's very like... Um, I mean, kind of that it's, like, very... I mean, I kind of argue basically it's cathartic in this way because it's just, like, very honestly confronts that terror and the truth in that terror. And then kind of at the end of it, I, like, I felt seen and relieved. And I think that's... I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's a bad read on it at all, but I do think there's, like, a lot... There's a lot happening in the game. It's a lot about, like, domesticity as yeah. well, right? And about, like, sort of the, the things that the house, like, can, a house can carry with it because of the people that were there, right? Um, yeah that now become like unrecognizable because you know the people who live there are gone and have been gone for forever basically right yeah um yeah and, the ending you know, of this game stuff. is you you open the game one more time and you see the cassette tape um mm -hmm. and it has a monologue about you know, what happens to a house when it's left alone what happens to a house when it is left alone it becomes worn and aged, when its paint peels, and its foundations begin to sink. It goes for too long unlived in. What does it think of? What does it dream? How does it regard those creatures who built it? into existence only to abandon it when its usefulness no longer satisfies them. It may grow lonesome. It may stare for long hours into the darkness of its own empty halls and see shadows. And its light may jump as it thinks, here, here is someone again, I'm not alone. And each time it is wrong, and the hurt starts over. It may haunt itself, inventing ghosts to walk its floors, making friends with its shadow puppets, laughing and whispering to itself at the end of some quiet cul-de-sac. It may grow angry. Its basement may fill with churning acid like an empty stomach, and its gorge may rise as it asks itself through clenched teeth, what did I do wrong? It may grow bitter. It may grow hungry. So hungry and so bitter that its scruples dissolve and its doors unlock themselves. 
while a house may hunger, it cannot starve. And so, in fever and anger and loneliness, it may simply lie in wait. Doors open. Shades drop. Hallways empty. Hungry. Um, that shit made me cry. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's well, really it's quite, good. Um, and I think it's cool that like it, it makes the move that like I think a lot of horror kind of encourages us to make, where it's like, oh, like I mean, sympathy for the devil kind of stuff, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, I don't mean the derisive way again, but like freddy is a queer icon or whatever right that instinct (laughs) to do that and just kind of incorporates it into the fabric of its emotional you know there's not really like it's not that there's not something to read in there but that it's just very like oh this this like thing that is this creature that's like alien or like whatever is frightening has all these feelings and has all this you know and that's sort of the thing is like the way the game is about the player being the intruder and being like and i don't mean that like a cheap meta way but just sort of in the like what the game is sort of exploring is like the creature is almost act the house is acting in self-defense right in some sense or sort of like you know i think it just gives it it gives it a lot of like inter like emotionality that kind of feels woven and expands out throughout the whole thing Mm -hmm. um i was just thinking about you you didn't see tar i assume no Um, i haven't yeah would you mind if i spoiled part of the movie go for it and i guess people um so sorry before you yeah whenever i hear ahead. tar i know it's i know what it is yeah. but my my brain is always like oh tasha yar <laughs> anyway yeah. yeah no it's uh anyway so uh and I'm, I'm not gonna talk about the whole movie i'm gonna talk about a specific segment of it so if you're like oh you're gonna i'm not gonna spoil the whole thing i'm just gonna talk about one little thing in it um so she keeps an apartment in Berlin, where she's, you know, a conductor, uh, Lydia Tarr, the main character. And she uh, has, uh, where she composes and stuff. And um, and you kind of find out that in the movie, it was like an apartment that she had when she and her now wife um, were at like a much, you know, more financially disadvantaged point in their lives, right? But she still like keeps it up. Um and across the room, across the hallway from her, there's, like, a uh, middle-aged woman and her mother live there. And the middle-aged woman is, like, clearly in some kind of mental distress or, you know, something. And the mother is, like, um, you know, quite old and so disabled. And there's a scene where, you know, she goes in and, like the mother has fallen on the floor and so she's to help this woman get her up and stuff right and it's just this really you know and they live in this apartment that's like clearly people don't like the windows are not open very often it's like very stale looking and messy and you know it's just in this kind of squalor right um the the i think it, maybe it's after this or maybe it's later at some point they she sees like an ambulance come and a stretcher come and take like someone out of the apartment right and then, like, a week later, you know, stuff is happening in between this. Uh, the sister of the woman who lives in the house, who is the landlord of the apartment complex, like, shows up and is like, hey, like, you know, 
would you be interested? Like, I don't know. It's asking something about like renting out the space again. And there's just this like, ah, it's, it's mm-hmm. so like, there's, cause a lot of that movie is about like this very public reckoning with something with bad things that happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sort of, and there's also the sort of the thing about like Berlin as a city that was the site, like, you know, the, the height of fascism in Europe in a specific period. And there's all this sort of like roiling anti-Semitism that's kind of under the surface of the movie. Mm-hmm. And so this like distance between these two apartments, right? The thing that is like hidden in the world is just like right on the other side. And this evil that like can't, won't be confronted that like the sister left her, this woman who owns the apartment, who is like wealthy, just like left her sister and mother to rot and die right and that that mm-hmm. will never be exposed or shown that it's just this thing that like haunts the space forever right mm-hmm. i just anyway so i i just was thinking about that as we were talking about it a little bit right that there's like sort of the i think there is an element of like that suburbs or like the house is such a like welcoming or enclosing idea of something but actually it's this image that's like rife with all this awful horrible shit and it's a place that we have to like especially as like a child or someone who's like in a vote or you know as an elderly person right that you have to give yourself over to the care of this place that might at any moment like betray and kill you and hurt you right and this is like twin peaks has resonance with this too yeah no i was about to say this is this (laughs) is the this is the shot of the fan and the stairs right yes right yes yeah and so anyway sorry to go off on like a whole tangent about this movie but i but yeah, yeah, I just think it's like, it's such a cool and rich thing, horror. And I think anatomy, like all these things that we've talked about, like pull on similar themes in quite different ways, right? Like, For sure. You know. Um, yeah, anyway, pretty cool. Tar's a cool movie. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. The readme for this game dedicates it to Shirley Jackson. Mm. Um. Yeah. Which is interesting because in that as well, the it's definitely like the house as as a character. Um Oh and, for sure, yeah. And a specific history. Um Yeah. And I thought that was that was notable as well. Yeah, I really should I've never read um I've never Hill read house. uh Hill House or any Shirley Jackson um, really and good. I should. Yeah, really well good. that was um um there's a whole fucking multiple page summary of what the house looks like. And it's fucking yeah. amazing. It's yeah. so good. Just the yeah. outside of the house. Well, that was like the thing. Is, a, I, so, so I read good. Dance Macabre, the Stephen King book about horror, which is mostly quite bad, except for the parts where he talks about a book that seems cool. And there's a whole section about <laughs> Hill House. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, like, King, I think you got this right. Like, this sounds like a pretty neat book, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's really good. You should read it. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely should. I also um I also compared it in, in this piece, which I mean maybe we could link in the description uh, that I wrote my blog about. I compared it to to The Lighthouse, um, which is a Virginia Woolf novel. Mm-hmm. And um it's about this like uh, I mean not aristocratic necessarily, but wealthy family that um that has like a summer home on the Isle of Wight or something. I don't remember exactly where. And so the first section of the book is, like, them visiting it in, like, 1910 or, you know, pre-World War One, And then 
the neck the, the middle section of the book is like a 10-year gap during which world war one occurs right before they ever visit the house again and so there's this long segment where it's like the house has been abandoned and stuff is starting to grow in it. And the whole thing is kind of from the perspective of the house, right? And so I sort mm-hmm. of talk about that. And there's also some kind of like, I mean, you know, not to, Wolf is certainly a complicated figure, but there's some like trans stuff happening into the lighthouse. There's sort of a mixing of male and female selves and stuff mm-hmm. and sort of as a contrast to this. Anyway, so this is to say like anatomy's cool in part because it feels at once like so it is very video gamey it is in fact like the most video gamey you can get in some sense right where it's mm-hmm. like exploring an environment and you're listening to audio logs and you're doing the thing but it also has this like very rich intertextuality and feels very engaged with like horror as like a broader thing in a way that is like not just mere homage right um yeah you know if there's one the actual only criticism i have of this game is that it should just have subtitles. Oh yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a no. Yeah. Also, but otherwise, no notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I I really recommend. Like, even if you've listened to this podcast and you're like, oh, okay, I kind of have like a sense of what this is. Like, you should play it. It's it's three dollars on itch.io, and it takes a half hour. You know, mm-hmm. like I think that, and it's also you know, I'm sure you can run it on whatever you have. Uh, if you run it on the steam deck that you bought (laughs) (laughs) um yeah anyway and it's just good it's just really good and i think you will that's the thing is it's evocative enough and strange enough that you will find things in it that we did not right that we did not for sure you know and so um that's well worth i think checking out um yeah there is a youtube uh video and in the comments somebody transcribed the uh the tapes and all the dialogue. Oh, great. Yeah. And that's... Uh, I can just read this. <laughs> like, I can just pick this apart all day if I wanted to. Yeah, it's um, really cool. And it's, it's just really good writing. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I should really play more. I'm like kind of making a commitment. We'll, we'll see. But I just want to play more small stuff because I, I, I played. Um, yeah. I played Mr. Rainer Solvet Service, which came out this year. Which is, oh, you know, maybe we should play an Etherian game on the show. We'll talk about it. Never, anyway, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but so, um, and that's, I, I wrote about one of, I think, her games um, called Tomorrow Won't Come for Those Without Blank, um, which is really cool. And anyway, Mr. Rainers is like one of the densest video games in terms of like understanding the plot and like setting and also just like thematic stuff it's about like so much shit all at the same time yeah. and it's like two hours yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> that is just like it's like it, it, it gave me a similar feeling and actually i mean like sometimes i feel like i play a game and it's like why the fuck aren't more games like this or like why isn't and i think part of it with mr rainers especially it's like i just need to play more smaller shit and i'm gonna hit mm-hmm. this feeling and, and maybe probably not all the time right there's plenty of bad stuff on itch.io you know mm-hmm. but i'm gonna hit it more often if i do this you know um and i kitty horse show probably be a pretty good place to start <laughs> with that yeah. you know for sure um this is definitely like the wave of like 2014 2015 criticism where people who yeah. don't work in the in the industry are like i'll just play itch games and then you know you're like 10 games in and you're not getting paid for it and you're like yeah 
uh, none of the games have been notable so far. Right. I mean, that's the, that's the thing is like having to like dig through that stuff. And it's also really hard to find people who are like actively curating it for this reason, because it's yes. hard to like, you know, and so, so much of like the apparatus of like indie, cause there are like indie focus outlets and stuff, but a lot of that stuff is ends up being focused on games that are like Hades sized or a little bit smaller. Right. Right. Which is kind of a different zone than something like this. Um, yeah. Anyway, I do. I will have writing about Mr. Rainer's coming out soon, so uh, check it out when it's up. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, it's cool. I mean, I think it was also nice. It was cool to play Anatomy after Nanashi No Game, which like Nameless Game is so cool. It's really smart formally. It obviously is like kind of trite and whatever in a lot of ways, but it's like mm-hmm. neat. And it's not that long. Like, it's like, I think it took me like three hours, maybe. Yeah. You know, Same. it's not very long. But also, it's like, man, like, Anatomy does so much more with so much less. Right. Yeah, and that, sure. like, that, I think sometimes you do also need that contrast, right? That it's like when you're developing taste and like thinking about things that you like, it's good to play stuff that's kind of bad or mediocre because then you sort of get a feel of like what you value and what you're, you know. Um, yeah. So that isn't to be like, Every time you play something, it has to be, like, ultimate bang for buck. I think there's, like, ways to make that stuff, like, really worthwhile, right? But Mm. it's definitely also intimidating to, like, just look through a bunch of shit. I will say, maybe we'll play this game in future um, because I like it. Um, But there's a game, Marginalia, um, from kind of another one of these developers who's doing sort of horror games, like, first-person horror games around the same time. and uh let me actually find it but that's a really cool game and i think has some has some resonances with with this um although it kind of is a very different approach it's about just going in the woods and there's weird shit there you know uh connor sherlock is this man's name (laughs) and i think he also does like a similar (laughs) thing where it's like i have a patreon and you can check stuff out that i make uh Sorry, we read we we read the we read the word Connor Sherlock at the exact same time. <laughs> I read it in my brain. And I first, yeah, like, at first, I thought it was like the name of the guy in the game, but it's not. no, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I I I'm quite fond of marginalia, and I guess I mean full disclosure, Cameron Kunzelman worked on it, who's like a I mean acquaintance and colleague, you know, so like maybe. I have some bias, I suppose, but it's cool. I don't um, know him. I don't fucking know him. <laughs> I don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know. We're mutuals on Twitter. We're friendly. He retweets things <laughs> that I say sometimes. I don't know him. Um, you don't know anyway. me, I don't know him. Anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. I think th- I think that's it for now. I mean, we should go through e- go through emails, of course. I meant to yeah. bring up earlier. For oh, go Nanashi, ahead for Nanashi no game. Definitely. <laughs> now that we're talking about range touch shit, okay. Um, definitely thought of, or and more broadly for Nanashi no game, just like creepy pasta stuff, um, especially like the uh, the Pokemon Black creepypasta oh okay yeah where it's like you you get a copy of pokemon and it's haunted and it fucking you're you're evil for playing pokemon or whatever 
Um, it's it, 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 you like you like find the ghosts of all the Pokemon you've killed or whatever, and they haunt <laughs> you or whatever. Yeah, it just that sort of like metal layer of of the Nashino game reminded me of very broadly like that stuff. Or yeah, even like, yeah. Or even like Uncle works who works at Nintendo or right. Know, well, I mean, like there's that. the the creepy pasta. I'm I mean, not really familiar with, but know of and have you know list like read a little bit stuff about is the Majora's Mask one. Uh, ben mm. drowned. I think that's what that's called. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think the I think sort of the idea like I think a digital object being haunted is like a cool and it's such an int- like I wonder like I haven't seen like unfriended. <laughs> which uh which some like vulgar autor horror heads really like um wait i think i've actually seen that oh yeah because it's like i mean it's one of these movies there's a there's also like uh there's that movie that came out during the pandemic which is about like a haunted zoom call i don't remember what that's right it's like ritual or something anyway so there's sort of a burgeoning genre i mean that's kind of continuing which one have i seen friend request that's friend request (laughs) <laughs> uh, but yeah people like unfriended um or some people uh it's on netflix apparently so there's also unfriended dark web damn there's a sequel yeah damn uh from the writer of the grudge and texas chainsaw all right 3d texas chainsaw 3d i should specify um <laughs> uh, yeah anyway to, um, yeah there was there's a there's a twist in friend requests i'm trying to remember mm. it's like the Fuck. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm wasting so much time. <laughs> I think it's like there's this creepy girl on Facebook and the way yes. that she has her name is formatted weird. Uh and then and then the main character gets possessed and then also changes her name on Facebook to be like a weird like name. Like <sighs> oh fuck, what is it? I don't even I, I kind of struggle with, like, um, I mean, even though I was just like, maybe Unfriended is good. I kind of struggle with, like, Facebook as horror for some reason. <laughs> I'm just like, that's goofy. You poke people on that website. Like, I don't know. You know? Like. <laughs> you poke people. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Okay. So, the the haunted girl's name is Marina, but it's, like. On Facebook, it's M A space R I N A, and then and then Laura, who's the main character, gets haunted, and then she changes it to L A space U R A or some shit. <laughs> That's that is endearingly stupid. That's pretty good. <laughs> it is so stupid. Um, yeah. Anyway, movies movies if i'm misremembering that i don't care yeah (laughs) it's something like that yeah Um, it's it's funny enough it's so funny i believe it um anyway emails emails uh do you want to read the first one from m 
Yes, I do. Uh, so I remember being both delighted by the creakiness of uh, the National game as a 3DS DS game, as a 3D DS game, not a 3DS DS game. Also kind of annoyed at the monsters in a way that feels really ahead of its time, given the wave of indie horror games that seemingly never ends now. How do you feel about a game's strict monster avoidance and how repeated cotton death cycles can rob a thing of its tension? Um, so I feel like I, I kind of alluded to this in the main thing because I do think that like the first time you're running from ghosts is pretty cool. And then every other time you're running from ghosts, you're kind of like, yeah, I did this before. And yeah. and the stakes feel lower. Especially since I feel like the hospital, that's like a long section of game. Yeah. You know? Whereas like every other one, it is like a little bit shorter. Uh, yeah. Which is which is a fair decision. I understand why you do that. I'm not saying, oh, make the game like more inconvenient and longer. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But um, I do think it's yeah. kind of a, a, a format of design of this kind of thing that is like difficult to make really click um, yeah and and for the nashino game like the checkpoints are actually like, pretty generous yeah um especially the um, you get you go to like the this, there's this like library section and you pick up a report and then a ghost jump scares you mm -hmm. uh, and then you have to run away and then i died during that and it just put me back right before the chase sequence starts so i was like okay yes well, it's yeah not actually I thought it would be like they start you back at like the beginning of the day, but it is right. It is not. No, that cool, it's not. Fortunately, yeah, it's like yeah. When you go through the, like shopping mall, it's like every floor resets you basically. Um, yeah. You know, and then, and then I think once you hit big stuff, it'll it'll still it'll like put you. So yeah, it's I don't know. I I think the thing is it's not that inconvenient, right? In but it's mm -hmm. also because in part because of that, it's not very scary. You know, yeah. ultimately, I because I, I, I will say, like, I did get freaked out that first hospital chase. Like, Same. I did find that legitimately unsettling. Yeah. Right. Um, I just think it's kind of tricky. It's a trick that, like, you feels like you can only really use one time before it mm. starts to, like, wear itself out. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's quite fair, but that's that's definitely how I felt playing this. For sure. Um, um, and I also haven't really played like I haven't played Amnesia or I haven't played like Outlast or any of these other games. Um, and I do suspect I would find them at like base level, just less charming than this. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, and maybe we'll cover one of those sometime, like probably not for a long time, but <laughs> maybe, mm -hmm. um, so we'll, we'll kind of see, but yeah, I do think it's like a, like, I understand the idea that it's like, oh, it's scarier if you can't do stuff. And I kind of think that's not, I think that's part of actually what makes anatomy cool is like in order to do the, th in order to like experience the game you have to keep doing things that are going to put you further in danger of like being freaked out right mm -hmm. and i think that's really what you want to the mindset you want to put your players in because I, th I think about like i mean and this isn't a knock against resident evil which i think also kind of has like a more campy tone like the horror aesthetic is a little less like this is supposed to be scary and a little more like we're having fun with zombies and stuff but that's a game that i get stressed out playing not one i really get scared playing right. right whereas i feel like silent hill like the scares don't really come from the mechanical stuff although i think they do aid it it's a lot from just like the you know from the way everything is aesthetically laid out and stuff like that you know is so key to i think what makes those games scary mm -hmm. um so so yeah i don't know i don't know if you have any other thoughts on this but i think that's... no i like unless like I'm trying to think of games that have like a death cycle as like a mechanic of the game. 
Like it's not. Yeah. A, it's not like exactly a like it's a fail state, but it like maybe we should something to the maybe game. Maybe we should play Eternal Darkness. Uh, because that's yeah. a game that I think does play with like death in kind of yeah. a way like that, where it's like the only thing that I have on top of mine is fucking Hellblade, and I'm not counting that. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess that yeah, it's technically a horror game. Um, but yeah, because otherwise, like. Modern Resident Evil is very much like triple A, like you're going mm-hmm. from set piece to set piece and Yeah. You know, you're fighting enemies and but you know, there's specific set piece moments that they want you to experience and the tension kinda of comes from experiencing those moments rather than engaging with uh Yeah. Kind of any gameplay system outside of right. combat. Yeah, I'm curious about. I I really should play because I I haven't touched seven or eight, um, so yeah, I'm curious about them. I don't have like a take, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Do you want to read Ina's question here? Um, two sp- wait. Speaking of sorry, speaking oh, of death cycles, that part in fucking layers of fear where you fucking <laughs> trigger the baby. Smashing their head in oh, every God. time. Anyway, that's a fun dust cycle. You can think of it as one. <laughs> um, ah. yeah. From Ina. Team... <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I feel like they would be better off making like a haunted house attraction in like some podunk town. I feel like that would be the better use of their talents. Uh, that doing doing this. <laughs> anyway, uh, go ahead. <laughs> read, read the question. God, they made a they made a Blair Witch game, and it's about the tr- fucking troops. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what what, cl- what classic game would you like to have as a haunted companion that you gotta constantly dip into and solve puzzles in the real world? Uh, I feel like I don't. That's a question classic game i was thinking about this as like games we covered and then i'm like no wait this is open this is more open than that um yeah for me it's a rhythm game you do the like this is like the luigi's mansion thing of singing to yourself while you're (laughs) while you're being haunted so you're just like you know chilling out to a rhythm game and then you come back to the real world and you know it's less ideally it's less haunted i guess yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I think I would do like I don't know, like Mario Galaxy or something. I want something, I because I kind of like the the. I I guess if I'm going to be haunted, I'm in it for the vibes, you know. <laughs> and so, I I would want to have like something that I like that kind of I like the kind of melancholy tone that the the horror the game the cursed game has in this, and so I'd want something that kind of has that mm. a little bit of that vibe. Uh, I could be haunted by Majora's Mask also. That'd be cool. It's a cool game to get haunted by. If you had to if you had to be some kind of thing that humans like to be inside of so you can eat them, like a dwelling or a vehicle, what would you choose to be? Um, the first half of that question had some very horny energy to it. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, sure. I I I the thing the first place my mind jumped to is not horny but was like what could i be that could most conveniently eat rich people um Mm. 
right? Uh, yeah. So, like, I don't know, like a ski lift or like a plane <laughs> or something. Yeah. A like sauna. A yeah. Or something, you know? Yeah. Like, that's kind of what I would be. The thing is, pri- the tricky thing about private jet is, like, you can only eat one guy and then the plane's haunted. Right? Then everyone knows the plane's haunted. They're not going to use the plane anymore. Right? I, I feel like I don't, I don't know how you keep the bit going. How do you Listen, keep eating people? If you, you know, okay, but if you could be one <laughs> private jet, you know, you could just you could just kill Elon Musk in Minecraft, and then you're good. <laughs> that's your one. Yeah. It'd be great. Or like yeah, choose one. You know, right? Yeah, make it count. Right. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. That's true because you do get like because it's like if you do like a sauna or a. Or whatever, it's like you're kind of. You, there's a little bit more random chance in terms of like who comes in that you can eat, you know. Yeah. Um, or you could do like a mansion or like a venue that rich right, people go right. to, and you get, you know, you just Asian forty seven that shit, you know. Yeah. Right. But like, if yeah, like you just a drop a chandelier. People. Yeah. 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 No, that's. Uh, so yeah, I guess that that's the space I'm kind of exploring. <laughs> to answer this question do you have a do you have a different thought here i just think it's a private jet you know yeah that's fair that's fair you know it's got more than one seat you could you could get lucky <laughs> that's and, true you know what's your least uh, favorite band you don't want to hear make music again <laughs> you know <laughs> oh that's that's a good question anyway let's uh should we move on? <laughs> I don't know if I have a band I would eat. Uh... Um, there's a lot of good answers, though. There's a know? lot of good answers. All right. Um... <laughs> Not going to say anything else before. <laughs> we are liable yeah. to whatever happens. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Can you imagine? All right. Anyway. 90 minutes into a... <laughs> <laughs> two-hour podcast <laughs> we're cursing whoever's private jet um okay um so we have a question from emery's um so looking at the game you covered this year please rank them by the following criteria i think we'll just go criteria by criteria um okay. and so the first one is scariest moment or sequence going into the basement in anatomy yeah <laughs> And having the draw distance yeah. be zero. <laughs> yes, that's that's good. Uh, Where you walk across the room and you're like, how has the room not ended yet? Yeah. Oh. That's, I think that's probably, I, th- the thing is, it's kind of different. I just, because I just, I think about the confession scene in Silent Hill 3 all the time. And that's a little bit different than it, it's not really scary. But right. that is like my favorite thing. Like one of my favorite things in a video game ever <laughs> mm-hmm. you know um so um uh let's see i'm i'm like trying to think of all so so anatomy number one mm-hmm. um also watching the tape the videotape in silent hill 2 that's pretty good it's pretty good um i'm partial to the way silent hill 4 opens yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, totally. That's fucking scary. Totally. Um, 
here I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the dock here and I'm gonna put anatomy uh, Silent Hill 2 Silent Hill 4 Silent Hill 3 and actually I think above Silent Hill 3 I'm gonna put Silent Hill 1 because that opening scene in Silent Hill 1 is creepy as fuck <laughs> with the camera freaking out that shit is great um yeah. okay i think the thing is dead last actually i'm gonna put luigi's mansion <laughs> above that um <laughs> luigi's mansion scarier than the thing video game you heard it here first <laughs> let's see what else what else have we covered uh, is there I, I oh maybe... uh, oh fragile dreams fragile dreams oh hmm does that go above or below Luigi's Mansion, do you think? Because I did not find that game scary. And it's not really supposed to be. It's kind of a different tone. I think um, it's below. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm cool with that. Um, Alrighty. Okay, so then the next criteria, and that that's everything, right? We got everything? I think, I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Spookiest, creepiest soundtrack. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's got to be Silent Hill. It's got to be top dog here, right? Anatomy doesn't really have music. No, um, neither does the thing. Yeah, so both of those we can drop. Fragile Dreams. I think Fragile Dreams is dead last here just because it's not... It's it's like very like whimsical, you know? Yeah, it's not scary music. Um... Luigi's Mansion kind of just has bops. Yeah, it kind of just has bangers. <laughs> um... I mean, so does Silent Hill, but like... Right, it's sort of a different... Uh... There's, two, there's two sides to a coin, the mm -hmm. Silent Hill soundtracks. Yeah, I I think Silent Hill Two is maybe my pick here. Um, although I am having a little bit like I feel like they're all they're all blending together a little bit for me, um, which is you know what's fucking good in Silent Hill Three. We already talked about this on the episode, but in Silent Hill Three, when you're in the car and they're singing the damn song, that shit's amazing. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you watched uh, Jack's Countdown podcast, but. Um, but that's my favorite Silent Hill. I decided, on, on, nice. on live on air on that. That's that's the one for me. Um, I you know, I, I maybe it's a maybe this is like bias for being less familiar with it, but like I think four might be sound design wise scariest. Mm, Minus I the monster noises. <laughs> yeah. I, I could see that. The ambience and like... I could see that. It's just way more aggressive than the other... Yeah, well, there's a little ones. bit more like... Uh, I mean, again, because there's sort of the found footage influence, right? It has kind of that like tactile yeah. sound design to it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll... Listen, we'll... I'll put that below Silent Hill 2. You know? I think that's... For the official ranking... You can fight sure. with me on this. That's that's fine. And yeah, then I yeah. guess I don't. I'll put Silent Hill below three, but I don't know if I feel like. Super... The thing is, you could put any of the Silent Hills at number one, and I would be like, yep. yeah, yes, yeah, totally. 
What makes uh, three your favorite? I I think it's just my bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, but also, I I think I just like Heather a lot. I think I mean part of it is that like she's like the most sympathetic protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I just like the way I I just like the interface with that stuff. I think like the the kind of like the way that game is like really really sad. Uh-huh. In a way that's like kind. Of, I mean, two is really sad, but it's kind of has a different tenor to it, right? Because um, it's all your fault. Like you fucked up, dude. Like you, <laughs> you know, you did an awful thing, and now you are like in the hell, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas three, it's just like, like you were born into circumstances outside of your control, and that is like destroying your life. Mm-hmm. And that it's just real. I just think that stuff is really poignant and and well done. Um, yeah. So I think that's the one for me. I mean, yeah, and it also just helps that it's like because I I don't like I like some of the cult stuff in one, and in fact, there's some of the like I, I really like the way I feel like there's a lot of horror about Christianity or sort of Christianity adjacent that's either like kind of conservative in tenor, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. um, or it's kind of like oh, Christianity's like spooky, scary because they they believe in fairy tales or whatever, mm-hmm. which I'm like really tired of but like silent hill is like hey like is it the virgin birth kind of scary and you're like yeah actually it kind of <laughs> is isn't it like you know it, it like feels like it's actually considering some of the stuff in a serious way right so which i appreciate but three kind of feels like it, it does do that still but it has this like real emotional it's this emotionality to it that one does yeah. not have right yes so i think that's what kind of leaps it ahead of that for me um yeah makes sense also i like women more than men so. That, that's fair <laughs> which is uh it's personal bias you know uh um yeah that last that scene heather go ahead and kill this crazy bitch <laughs> that seems so good it's good you're uh, not taking yeah. this religion seriously <laughs> and he's just like i fucking built this shit yeah this church you're in is mine <laughs> What are you talking about? Yeah. It's well, so I like good. that too. I like the, yeah, the interfaith conflict stuff is just it's good. So good. And like the way that she feels all this sorrow and remorse for the stuff that she's doing that she feels like she has to do. I think that that's just like, yep. yeah. Again, and that's the stuff. This is just things that I'm interested in. Right. And that like, I want to have in my own fiction, should I get around to it? Right. And stuff. So yeah. it's just, you know, this hole, it was made for me. Um, okay. Most terrifying enemy. Um, okay, wheel, here, here's the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put something four down as kind of a barometer, <laughs> um, as like kind of the middle of the pack, right? Um, and then I think I think the question is: Does the thing is Luigi's Mansion or the thing the last one? <laughs> I think it's Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, I think that's right. I like some of the the enemy designs in the thing. Um, uh, and then I I might put Ugh. I might put no game above Silent Hill Four. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I think I changed my mind. I think it's Luigi's Mansion and then the thing last. Okay. Why? Give me your give me your case. Because most of the enemies are just the you're a guy with a thing head. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. There's that freaky baby in Luigi's Mansion, you know? 
All right, I, I'm, I, you the know, I'm very the easily swayed. Are just, yeah, they're just more memorable. <laughs> yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think it would be easy to be like Pyramid Head is the most terrifying enemy. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think I'm put Silent Hill above Silent Hill Four. I think we can agree on that. Um, wait, wait, why? I don't know. Well, I guess I don't know. Well, I'm trying to think. Like, what's the single most terrifying enemy in Silent Hill? What's the one? In all of the games? Yeah. I genuinely, right now, feel like it's the twins from 4. You know, that's fair. That's fair. Those guys are scary. Those guys are scary, and they fucking bolt yeah. at you. Because I was, I was realizing I was kind of going at it from a different, from the wrong angle, because it's not, like, most terrifying set of enemies. Right. It's most terrifying enemy. Right. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think Silent Hill 4, in terms of, like, enemy sets, is a little bit weaker. It's weak, the but the ones that are good are fucking good. Yes, yeah. No, that's... Uh, I'm with you. Um, I, you know, this isn't... I don't know if this qualifies, because you don't ever, like, fight or encounter this enemy, but, like, the, like... Um, the, like, man in Silent Hill 3 who's, like, controlling the... Like, who, like, winds the crank and is just kind of around in some of the background stuff. Yeah. That guy freaks me out. Uh, I don't know if that really qualifies. I think he's at the end because he, like, sews up God or whatever, right? It's, like, putting that together. Um, mm -hmm. But um, I don't know if that really counts as an enemy. But I think that guy's pretty freaky. He's up there for Is me. this the same guy who, like, drags Heather back to the save point when she dies or whatever? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Uh, We didn't talk about that. Yeah, I guess, like, did I... Sometimes I you know. die and a guy drags you back to the same point. <laughs> it's super funny. Yeah. It's really creepy, but it's... it's... The, the, the actions on the screen are scary. The lore is super funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Um... I mean, yeah, is it is it just... Is it just... Is it Silent... I don't know. Do we want to put Silent Hill above three? Is it, like, descending? Is it four, three, two, one? <laughs> um, and then I think I would put Fragile Dreams below Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. Just because it's, like... I mean, the enemies in that game are, like, big dog. Yeah. Protester monster. <laughs> you know, it's just... There's just not a lot there. Um... Which is again, I feel like I feel like Fragile Dreams is coming up low on this list. None of this is a negative. Like that game is good. No. It's it's just these are not the strong points of it. Right. I just want to be clear about that. Um Okay. We need to bolt past best save room because we need a wrap. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh well so Anatomy doesn't have a safe room. No. Neither does new game. Four. Uh, I mean it has to be four, right? Yeah, Final you know. Four. Silent Hill 4, I think, does take it, yeah. Um, it, but it's not safe. But, it, you know, you well, know what we mean. Well, I think it's, yes, yeah. <laughs> I think it it, it fits the, it's on, t on the, it's on the TV Tropes page. For safe <laughs> <laughs> You know, it fits the criteria. 
Um, Shut the fuck I, up. I, I, I would say... Oh, um, (laughs) Silent Hill. I think Silent Hill three. I mean, the thing is, there's not really safe rooms in Silent Hill generally, except outside of the room. But I think Silent Hill three, the like symbol that you say that, I think that's really cool. And the safe room, the same, the safe room. What is a symbol that activates your brain? (laughs) Yes, yeah, is just a thing in Silent Hill. Yeah. Um, I like you know what, and then maybe, maybe I might put Fragile Dreams actually below Silent Hill Four because I like the campfires. I mean, it's yeah, like they're classic, neat. but like I think those are cool. So maybe that's yeah. where this shines is in that category. Uh, does that cover it? Basically, I think. Yeah. It's All right. The thing, the thing you fucking <laughs> saves come through it. That's fun. that is the worst game we've played. Easy, <laughs> like no question. And I'm not. I don't, I don't hate it. You know, it's, it's I fine. do. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So we're hosted on the Admiral Mapping Network, and we have a Twitter that's at Podcast Safe Room, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a Discord, and the link you can find at SpookyGame.club, and that's also where you find our RSS feed and list of episodes, and you can listen in your browser if you wanted to do that. Yeah. I guess. Um, and you can send us questions just like all these fine folks did at questions at spookygame.club. Uh, Rose, where can people find you on twitter.com? Bluestrose430. Uh, you can find me on twitter.com at grace underscore machine. Oh, I'm also on co-host at grace dash machine. And you can find other stuff that I do at my website, graceinthemachine.com. And I'm not going to plug anything else because it would take forever. Is that it? I think that's Wait, it. We have to figure out what we're doing next time. Fuck. Oh God. We'll do <laughs> we this off. Do... We'll do. We'll do this off pod. We'll do this off pod. Okay. We'll post right. it later. Future Rose here. It's Dino Crisis. We're doing Dino Crisis. All right. Sounds good. It's the beginning of the. It's the, the beginning of. The, it's in the middle of the month. We have time. <laughs> we have time. That's true. We do. We do have time. Uh. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Rip Angelo Battlementi. See you next time. True God.